Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And this episode, we've got the pleasure of the president of the Ferrari Club of Australia, Graham Renthal. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks, Graham. Thanks for making the time. Really stoked that you could join us tonight. And uh, we we don't have to often get to have uh, presidents on the show. And being a president of what we love is the Ferraris. And we're certainly members, as you know. And we're looking at, you know keeping the membership up and making sure that others do too. Yeah, so absolutely. Graham. you know, if you can tell us, what's, how old is the Ferrari Club of Australia and how many members have we currently got? Okay, well, the Ferrari Club started in 1972 and it started amongst uh, a few guys in Melbourne who own Bugattis. And one day they were just talking about their passion also for these new cars that were around called Ferraris and uh, they thought, Maybe we should form a club. So they they actually formed in that 1972. And so this coming year, we will have 50 years of the club. And uh, from five people in 1972, we've now got over 1,400 around the country. So That's we've brilliant. Got, yeah. And back then, so they formed the Ferrari Club back in 1972, but they didn't have any Ferraris? Or well, they had, they had Ferraris, but th- there was no club at that stage. So um, the Ferrari Club Australia, is, uh, it originally started, it was called the Australian Ferrari Register. And uh, the Register um, became affiliated with uh, Ferrari in Italy. And, um, and it's the second, it's about the third oldest club in the world after... South Africa and, and Britain and America. So it's fourth, I think. So, so you said that register. So growing up as a kid, I remember people used to say, you know, if you buy a Ferrari, your name was sent back to the factory in Maranello where they've got your name that you own one of their cars. Is what that's what the register actually did do? Well, I think the whole idea was to um, have an idea of the extent of the ownership of Ferraris in Australia and then to keep a track on the movement of cars and who was buying and selling them and where they were going to. So... It really, it, it really became a, a log of engine numbers, serial numbers, models and so forth and uh, that's continued to this day. We've got a pretty extensive database of all the cars that, have, that we know of that have come into the country or left the country, many of them unfortunately, but uh, of all the cars that are in the country and who owned them and their, their ownership history and the patterns they've gone through with the colour they were originally at and, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of information that we have if people need to know that. And sometimes we get people who want to buy a car and they say, can you tell me about this car? And if they're a member of the club, we can help them. If they're not a member of the club, we might say, well, you should join the club and we'll tell you about it. Yeah, certainly the the membership book that actually shows all the cars in the book and the past and present owners, that is a, a lot of useful information there. But as you said, you know, it's confidential. Apart from if you're a member, you've got it, got access to it. And, uh, it, it's been growing since I've joined, which I've been since I've had my four, five, six. It's some ten years now, and in my eleventh year, and the book's grown. I've seen it grown, grow. That's, that's true. It, it's it's um, it's it's a labour of love to a certain extent to keep it going. I mean, it's 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 hard to track all the information, and we it's not a perfect document or not a perfect database by any means, but it's certainly a good start. Yeah. So th- that's interesting. I didn't know I could do that. So because I've just well, I bought my car nearly two years ago now. I can give you the VIN number, which is all, it's all in the book, and so I'm the current owner. And you can give me the history of if they were a member of the club previously, because if they weren't a member of the club, you can't really give me anything, can you? That's well, that's correct. I mean, uh, one of the interesting things we had recently is a, a man bought a uh, five seven five, um, and he had it in 
he'd bought it through a couple of hands. And uh, then one of our members in Queensland said, I used to own this 575. Do you know who owns it now? Because I've got all these documents and all these paper, the original paperwork and the original this, original that, and I don't want it, but I'm happy to give it to whoever's got the car now. So we were able to make that connection for them, and they were happy as Larry to receive all that stuff. That's fantastic. So yeah, that's you great. know, you want to keep the original documents as much as you can. Also, the history of what's happened with the car over the years. Right, and even to the listeners out there listening to the show, if you've got documentation from a Ferrari you once owned and you don't know what to do with it, please contact the Ferrari Club of Australia because they may you know, pass it on to the new owner of that vehicle. That's great. So the club itself, what is actually the the whole benefit of being a member of the club? So someone, you said, you know, if you're not a member, please become one. What would you say to people that aren't members of the Ferrari club that own Ferraris? Because you have to own a Ferrari to be a member of the club? You have to own a Ferrari currently or have been an owner of a Ferrari. So even if you've owned one once in your life, you can still be a member of the club. And a lot of people, I had one member come to me recently and he said, look, I'm really sorry that I have to leave the club because I've been enjoying myself in the club, but I've sold my Ferrari. And I said, you don't have to leave the club. Stay with us. And he did stay with us and he brought along his, he had other exotic cars and old and interesting cars that he brought along, like Arnold's and things like that. And um, and then he bought another Ferrari and he continued on with us. But he, but he was just delighted to be still allowed to be part of the club. The main benefit, I guess, of being in the club is that we're sharing we're sharing our passion for Ferraris, and um, and it really doesn't matter whether it's uh, the most expensive Ferrari on the planet or just a, a humble GT4, for example. I'm and, happy with that. <laughs> and um, it really it really doesn't matter at all, and um, we don't we don't care. I mean, it's it's about Ferraris, it's about the Ferrari passion, and just enjoying our time with other Ferrari owners and, and in a sort of this camaraderie and friendship and uh, a relaxed manner. I think that's what the club is about. And I've noticed also the Horsepower magazine, which comes out quarterly, I think it still does. I'm not sure through COVID whether it came out quarterly or not. But um, that there, that's been growing as well. The the publications in there, it's been phenomenal. Well, we're trying to... We're, we're, you're right. In, during COVID times, there have been less events, so we haven't been publishing it as regularly. But we do try and get it out every quarter or so. But it's it's meant to be uh, about sharing information across all the states, so that we can we can see that if you know what's happening in Western Australia, we can see what's happening in South Australia, New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, whatever. And and it's it's just the sh- again sharing of the passion, sharing of the ideas, and a lot of the people that uh, especially people that go to the national rallies or people that go to the formula one and from all the different states where you, you start to see people in the magazine and you say oh I, I remember seeing them met them and and it's it's just lovely to have that friendship across the country and and that's the thing the membership in ferrari club australia is a national membership not a state membership so even though the states run events and control events and so forth locally it is national so that you're in, you're a member anywhere you go yeah. So if you end up in Sydney and you're from Adelaide, you're a member of the club, you just go to one of their events, no problem at all. Exactly. And, and you'll find that um, just contact the local, the local committee and just see what's going on or go to our website and just see what events are going on and, and uh, there's usually something happening. And one, one thing, uh, Graham, the variety of cars we get, I mean, there's, I noticed most of the events we go to, the, the large proportion of cars are the, the newer cars. 
there's not many older cars, you know, the old Carby cars, the old V12s and things like that. Um, what does the club generally try and do to get those cars back, not, not back on the road so much, but coming to events? Well, I think um, obviously for, for concourse, you, uh, you want to see a, a big variety of cars. Track days is a bit more challenging for, um, for some of the older cars, um, but we do try and run track days where we have, um, you know, obviously different skill levels and different speed. Uh, you know, it's a combination of driver and car. And so you don't want someone in a 458 challenge running up against, you know, someone in a 246 Dino or something or other. So you, you, you split them up so that and people can get a decent chance of having some fun out on the track. But, but obviously concourse is about, you know, that uh, the, the purity of the car and, and, and how original or, or level of restoration or whatever. And um, so we try, to, we try to encourage everybody to come out in their cars. And um, I think... Um, uh, there was a period of time where uh, if you went to a track day, you'd only see modern stuff. You'd only see, you know, 458s, 488s and that sort of thing. Um, I, I took uh, a GT4 to a track uh, track meeting not so long ago and the instructors wanted to come out with me because they wanted to get out in the old girl, you know, and, and because it's primitive. It's, 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 it's you and the car, it's you and the seat of your pants no power steering no power steering no power gated shifter gated shifter gated shift no power brakes um and if you get one of the joys of of, you know hammering into a corner is getting your heel and toe right and getting the revs right and just you know and just slotting it in perfectly and um it's it's a perhaps some of that's a bit of a lost art to a certain extent but that's a lot of fun if you can if you can do it so i think there's a there's the opportunity for everybody to share out there yeah, I look, I agree. And, you know, our passion is some of the classic cars, the classic Ferraris as well. And, look, I was fortunate enough to do the Melbourne National Rally in, at, uh, when was that, 2020? 20, no, 2018. 2018. And uh, I went on the track. I had my GT4, the 308 GT4, and there was Destarossas out there. There was uh, uh, other GT4s there, I remember. And it was actually, you put it us in categories that suited us, which was great. So you can certainly come out and enjoy any of the national runs with a variety of cars at different levels of performance. And really, the national rally is the big one for the Ferrari Club every year, yeah? The national rally is, is the big event. It's a week-long event, usually. Um, our next rally is in Queensland and it's going to be based in the uh, Gold Coast. And, you know, there's all sorts of events each day by day, something different. The first, the first event is really the concourse day and then the next event is a drive day and then there's a track day and, then, and so forth. And then there's dress-up nights and all sorts of weird stuff that we have, you know, everybody having a bit of fun. And there's prizes for, you know, people who've participated the best in all sorts of things. And, and then for people who just uh, want to keep partying, we also do a rally extension. And this year that rally extension will run into the north of New South Wales and other places. But then the year after, the 2022 national rally will be the big one because that will be our 50 years and it'll be 75 years of ferrari so and that'll be based in sydney and uh i think that'll be a big event a big big event because uh ferrari want to get involved and really you know they're passionate about making this a you know a big explosion and we are too so uh, i think we've got that one in our diaries already michael we're definitely going to attend that one so the members have to get out to that one for sure but certainly support the queensland one what date is the queensland is that it's in october i'm just trying to think but it's something mid-october something like about 15 16 somewhere it starts on a sunday where everybody arrives on a sunday you know cocktails and 
you know, welcome, and then you know, Mondays the concourse and so forth from there. So, so we've got fourteen hundred members in the club nationally. How many cars would we have? Do we? I tried to do a calculation on that recently, and I think the average number of cars are Ferraris owned by members is something like two and a bit. Um, I mean, some of them own, you know. Lots, lots yeah, and so lots. Over, okay, so let's say over 3,000 cars in the in the membership base. How many would come to a national rally? We'd probably get to a national rally. Sometimes we have people register for the full rally or people. some people just re- register for part of it. So the, if the national rally concourse, they might we might have 100 Ferraris there, maybe more. And uh, for the rally, we, we, we usually have about 120 to 150 people. Um, so that works out to be, you know, Roughly half the number of cars there, so you know, 70, 80 cars. But then you'll get the more more coming along for drive day. So the, when we have it in Queensland, for example, some of the locals might not come for the whole rally, but they'll come for the drive day, or they'll come for the concourse, or they'll come for the track day, or whatever. I think with the the rallies, it's it's really good if you're not from the state of origin or where the rally is. I agree. So if you've got a group of people like we've done from Adelaide, and like you've done Graham as well, coming coming here or going to other states, is you've got you know, five five different cars or ten different cars that go on a convoy over to the state, driving, stopping over. I reckon that's really fun. And then you get to meet other people and you've got some um, people that you know that you go with. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. well, um, the Perth rally, for example, not the last one, but about six years ago, seven years ago, two guys in GT4s drove all the way across to Perth to go to the rally. Yeah, I remember seeing and, seeing and watching that story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was, it's fabulous. And, and one of them was a mechanic and there was a couple of little minor problems and he just fixed them up and they carried on. Because how many kilometres was that? That's 3,000? 3,000 each way. Yeah, yeah. That's phenomenal. There was not many electronics for it to go wrong, but uh, certainly, uh, look. That's they, a dedicated they are, drive. If they're running well, we've talked about this on the show before, if they're running well, all most cars, um, they'll be okay. So, do the club, the national club, send things back to Ferrari to show what we're doing as a club? Do they ask for feedback? Well, they do. Um, there's a the president's meeting, and this has been disrupted by COVID, of course. But the, typically, there's a president's meeting once a year, where the presidents from all the different countries get together and they meet up with the people from Maranello, and they and there's a program of discussion and uh, and so forth and we share ideas but we often have to present to to each other and to Ferrari the kind of events we've been running and the kind of uh, to try and inspire each other so the Japanese for example might have arranged a they, they had a, about 70 cars on a pier in a certain way with you know, balloons and other things and a phenomenal you know setup to get get that happening um and everybody does something different and um uh it's uh it's 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 really interesting to see what what inspires each different country and and, and how they do it but uh yeah once a year that's awesome and as uh, graham as uh, your presidency you're allowed to go for two terms two, two terms of two years two terms of two years so you're in your second term i'm in my second term and uh you know covid has made the second term a little bit sort of lame but um i'll go through to the end of the year and in Queensland, at the end of the year, we'll have an election for a new president. So uh, that's uh, that's coming up. And that's normally come from the state presidents? Not, or all, not really? Not always. I mean, it's usually someone who's served as a state president um, at, at some stage. And But I'm thinking back on the, the previous presidents. Uh, they weren't all, all state presidents before that. 
but but it's 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 often the case. And you said you can be a member if you'd owned a Ferrari. If I don't own a Ferrari or I've never owned a Ferrari, can I still be an associate member of the club or not? You can. Um, the associate membership is based on an involvement with Ferrari in some shape or form. And uh, it's a bit of a decision by the committee about whether that, you know, you qualify or not. But we try to be fairly inclusive. And uh, so, for example, a obviously someone like a mechanic who yeah. works on Ferraris, he, he might not own a Ferrari, but he's so involved in it that, of course, he could be an associate member. And, of course, the other membership uh, that we have is family membership. And the idea of family membership is that if, you know, if I want my daughter, for example, to drive on the track, the club's indemnity policy will cover her because she is a member of the club but uh, the family membership is, is is embracing in that way oh, I didn't realise that was the, the reason for the no, family I made my wife a family member so now I can tell her she can drive it yeah. on the track yeah would she want to do that <laughs> maybe not <laughs> but anyway the uh, Graham the other thing is um, with uh, some of these cars do you get involved in you know people saying look I want to buy a 575 or I want to buy something do they come and approach the clubs and or you know the presidents is do you know of anyone selling this car, Graham? Can you help me find one? Absolutely. Uh, that happens from time to time. And uh, and often I don't know. If I know someone who's got it, if someone says, you know, can you tell me who's selling a 575 or can I buy one from someone? I might know someone who, I, I own, who owns one. I might talk to them and say, are you interested in selling? And if so, should I put you in touch with this guy? But I don't give people information. Our members' information is totally confidential. And anybody externally who comes in, they, they, they can't uh, access any of that information at all. So at the end of the day, I might try and, what's the word, uh, put people together if if they both want members. to do that. But if they, if they both want to do that, or possibly even a non-member, if he wants to buy a Ferrari, I might say, I might know someone, but look, you know, it's I can't tell you and uh, unless they are interested in being involved in that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great. But members to members, they all talk and word will get out. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's only sometimes when, you know, they're looking for something particular uh, and you might know a member that has got that car that might, might have been interested in selling, so you can actually put two and two together. Well, members can also use, in our horsepower magazine, we have a section called horse trading. And horse trading can be trading anything from, you know, Ferrari books to, to cars and people advertise sometimes cars and someone could put in a, you know, wanted, um, I want, you know, something like this. So recently there was an ad for someone wanting uh, Baroni wheels and they put that ad in there, very specific wheels for a very specific model and I think it's a bit of a fishing trip but, you know, if someone says, yeah, I happen to have some in the back of the shed, terrific, you know. So is that only in Horsepower Magazine or is it on our website also? Is it on the... Only in the magazine. Only in the magazine. Yeah. Yeah, and look, if people are buying a Ferrari from... A member, you'd think, you know, because they've been a member, and if they've been passionate about it, you know, uh, you'd expect that the car's been looked after. But of course, you've got to get it checked out. We had a recent um, ad in Horsepower, which was a rather unusual one. A guy had uh, ordered a a window for his three sixty, and it came. Uh, it was a side window, and it came, but it was he, he had a spider, and it was a it was a, a modern uh, window that came. So he had the wrong window. So he said I've got the wrong window and they said well we don't want it back you keep that and they sent him another window so now he had a window he didn't want to use so he put an ad in horsepower saying anybody wants a free window I've got one how's that (laughs) perfect see the club helps each other so do you do a lot of traveling in in your role as the president what what happens there 
I don't do a lot of travel. I mean, I think that um, especially as we've had COVID-19, I think we've learned much more about how to do things online and, and you know, with Zoom and so forth. A couple of times I've, I've travelled to different states to deal with certain matters and uh, that were, I felt was better to be dealt with face-to-face and, uh, you know, putting out little minor fires and things like that that happen uh, from time to time. Every club would have that. Yeah, and, and you know, at, at the end of the day, someone's got to take the the heat for, you know, things that, you know, cause a bit of grief here and there, and, you know, that's, I think that's the President's role to try and, you know, smooth the waters and, and sort things out. So occasionally I've had a, a trip here and there to, to do something like that, but uh, it's very rare. Okay, so time-wise, I mean, you've got other committee members, you've got treasurers, you've got all sorts of things. Um, does it take up a lot of time? Or It seems to take – look, it, I think if you're doing it properly, I think it's really like a – it's like a, it's, a, it's a half-time job, really. It, by the time it's all said and done, lots of little things. I mean, I've been – while I've been away in Adelaide, I've been doing little emails here and there to people who are asking questions, wanting to know, can I put this on – can I um, put them in connection with someone else or – um, you know, we're running this event. Uh, what's the indemnity policy? And you know, can you send me a cu- you know, certificate of currency and all that sort of stuff? It's just it's ongoing little things. It's administrative, and then we do have the responsibility because we're registered with Corporate Affairs Victoria. We've got to go through you know reporting processes with them uh, because of our legal um, structure and so forth. But uh, yeah, I think it would you could say that it's it's a it's a half time job. With with regards to membership, Graham, I think to become a member, it's so cost effective, right? Compared to the price of owning a Ferrari, it's so cost effective. Do you have many members that fall off after one year membership? And how how many do we have fall away and how many do we get every year? And how do we maintain that as a club? That's a, it's a challenge in any organisation. The membership does have a degree of churn, um, but... In the last year, we've been in the last few years, we've been growing by year, and even through this last twelve months with COVID, our membership has increased a little bit, uh, not massively, but we we our numbers are, are stable and, and and have grown. The big challenge, I think, in in any club, any car club, or any other organisation, is to get younger people involved and get. Fa- and that's why I think that's another benefit of family membership because. Family membership then brings younger people into the group, and um, you know I find, for example, I have three daughters. The three daughters have been involved in many events, helping and and so forth. They don't tend to be drivers so much, although one of my one of them will, I think, be. Uh, she's a very good driver, and I think she'll be good on the track when I can encourage her to be there. But I think younger people involved getting involved is great, and it brings new ideas and uh, new relevance to the club, and you know. Uh, we're all getting older. I, I, I look around the committees and, you know, we young people are now, you know, 45 sort of thing in the club and, and I'd like to see younger ones again getting involved. Well, I've noticed uh, on the Ferrari runs that we've had recently, a lot of the kids are coming out and, you know, they're a driver's age and I look at my, out of my three boys, two of them which, you know, really didn't have any interest in cars really the last two or three years. Now there's a, a drive day or there's a track day, they want to come out. Like one of them came out on on um, on the Sunday. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. And like I said, that young demographic brings out more people and that's how clubs grow. Um, and when they realise that it's such a great community, you meet some wonderful people and everyone like-minded and that enthusiasm and passion for Ferrari, 
the club's only going to go forward. So, yeah. So the fam- going back to the family mem- membership. So the kids are automatically a family member. Uh, no, um, children, wives, anybody can can join uh, as family members. It's about thirty bucks a year. It's it's a it's a it's nothing, but it it does give them the opportunity to to be involved in club events and therefore have some coverage. Uh, so I didn't. Know, I th- so. You're not limited to how many family you can have all your kids as members. Yes, you could. Oh well, I'm going to do that. For the, That's a good idea. Kids. Yeah, because I haven't got my kids as members. I've only got my wife because I thought you had to be of a certain age. So. That's that's awesome. And what happens with voting rights? Do they get voting rights or no, not? Th- no, they don't. You have to be a full member. A full member for yeah. voting rights, which is fair enough. So, of voting members, we have about nearly 1,100. So that's a lot of their owners and you know whatever, but 1,100 people. So I think it's. 1,090 something or other, you know, so nearly 1,100. Per capita, do you know roughly in terms of the Ferrari ownership? Uh, no, it's a good question. Um, all I can say is that uh, I think about 40% of the members are in New South Wales, about 30% in Victoria, 35% in Victoria maybe, and then the rest spread between the other three states with Queensland a little bit bigger than South Australia than Western Australia. Western Australia is the, the smallest membership. Okay. And the only question I had, if I buy a new Ferrari from a Ferrari dealer in any state, do I get membership, automatic membership? No. Each Ferrari dealer is different. The Ferrari dealers in some states will are, 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 being, are being terrifically generous and, and they buy people a, a new membership you know, with, with a new Ferrari. And the, in Queensland they do that. I don't know about South Australia. They don't do it in New South Wales, and it's a bit of a bone of contention. I'm trying mm. to sort of get around that one. Yeah, because uh, you think it's a no-brainer. I, I think that's a good idea for you know first-time Ferrari owners. There's a membership. You get a membership. You know, relative to the price of the car, it's quite quite small. Yep. And enjoy it with like-minded people. Exactly. Exactly. So that gives them an in straight array rather than buying the Ferrari and then sort of finding out that maybe you should be a member. Yeah, correct. No, that's fantastic. Anyway, we, uh, Graham, the time goes pretty quick. So, uh, look, thank you for being on the show. Um, we do appreciate you taking your time out of your, uh, I suppose it's a vacation, is it? Well, sort of. It's a, anyway, I'm here to see family, but yeah, it's, a, we, it's a pleasure to, yeah. to do this. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Graham. All right. So, Thanks, we're going to leave it there. So, you can catch us on the show uh, via our email, mickandori at gmail.com. And certainly, it's on our Instagram page. And uh, now even TikTok, I think. So yeah, we're think, on TikTok. Yeah, we're on TikTok. So thank you, Ori. Thank you, Graham. Thanks, Graham. And remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.